Hello. Hi, it's Creed Bratton here. Creed, how are you, sir? I'm well. I'm well. How are you? Excellent. My name is Brandon, and I'll be uh, guiding you through this fun little 10 minutes or so here. Okay. Hi, Brandon. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for doing this, sir. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I just got back from the uh, optometrist to get my eyes checked and uh, getting all my gear together, my pedal boards and guitars tuned and, I mean, new strings and all the stuff I got to do to get ready to go on the road. Oh, that's so and exciting. My, uh, it's really after this COVID thing, you know, I had one, uh, one preliminary showdown in San Luis Obispo and, mm -hmm. uh, and after almost two years since I played live, I think maybe the last tour it was, I think maybe it was over in England and, uh, yeah, I think it was touring England last time. It was a couple of years ago. Certainly a weird so, time, man. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. So, uh, no, I'm, but I'm very excited to get back out and perform again. And I was kind of nervous about getting up on stage, but, uh, we then yeah walked up on there and then oh yeah this is what I've done all my life so Just feeling no problem it. yeah yeah man I mean do you want to talk office stuff is it okay to banter that jazz or you want to just stick to show stuff we can, we can talk we can talk a little office stuff sure I mean that's the reason I'm back performing is because of the office you know I gotta consider who's where my bread is buttered as it were that's what she said. Well, but I mean, a little obviously, it's a, there's music involved too, you know. It's still, yeah, uh, that's kind of what I want to know. I'm, I'm super curious about how the show works, what it is, what you do. I mean, I had no idea you were actually on the office. I've been a fan of the grassroots my whole life. Oh, great. Well, great. Well, I think that's the music side. Well, I start out obviously playing guitar, lead guitar for the grassroots. And then uh, when I, I uh, when the group was over, my wife and I and my daughter, we went to Europe for about a year and a half. And came back in, and I had—I was a drama major in college. Are we doing? We're doing it now, right? We're doing the interview now. Yeah, I'm kind of just weaving okay. it into like regular conversation. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I went off and came back, and I decided, well, I was—that's how I started. I, I always played music, so I decided, well, I'd go back into what I what I studied for was drama. Mm -hmm. So I went back and, and and tried to find some other technique, which was the Meisner method. I finally settled on, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. worked on that for a while, and then I started working. Amazing. And I did a lot of uh, TV and films, a little bit to stage stuff. I got an agent. And then in the interim, uh, I uh, kept playing guitar, kept writing songs, because I always did that. Mm -hmm. Had several little bands. Nothing really happened. Big with them. Big. But then uh, it took a long time. It took a long time. I think the biggest thing I did in that period was uh, the movie Mask, Peter Bogdanovich uh -huh. movie with... Uh, Cher and Sam Elliott, yeah. Stoltz. Laura, it was Laura Dern's first film, too. Wow. You've been around, and, uh, man. I know. I know. And I played the ticket taker on, uh, on that film, Bad Guy. It would be and, funny uh, for some of the Office fans, actually, to go back through. I mean, first of all, I bet it's a treat for them when they're just watching something like Mask. And, and I was like, wait a second. Was that just Creed Braddon? Did we just see Creed? Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, that so was on like Quincy and... Cole Jack and uh, what else? I did a movie called with Six You Good Egg Roll with the Doris Day and um, George Carlin and Brian Keith. Wow. Grassroots were in that, you know, a bunch of stuff. But then, then of course, uh, I was working on Bernie Mac, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, the director was directing it. He found out I was in the Grassroots. He's a big music fan, so he had sent his assistant to Amoeba. And, and got a bunch of albums which I signed for him, you know. He's, he's Ken Quapis, and we hit it off. Great guy. Just everybody loves Ken. He's just great, a great director. 
And then all of a sudden I found out he was directing, uh, it was called then the office in American workplace. Wow. And I had loved the, uh, the, uh, Ricky Gervais version, the English version. What a great, albeit uh, it was very short. Oh my God. Yeah. And so I, I, my little gut, my gut feeling said, God, I, I really feel like I, I, I don't know. I think I could fit in with this. And so I, he gave me his number, which is what kind of was, was so, so serendipitous. Uh-huh. But that just, that's very rare. Called him and he said, uh, I said, I hope I bought him. No, no, no. I said, I wouldn't give you my number. For you, but uh, <laughs> check you, what's up? Fair. I said, well, I'm, uh, I, I, my, my, my intuition says that I think I should at least come in. Is there anything left, any parts that I could come in and read for? Because I'd really love to come read for this thing. And he knew he'd seen what I was doing on uh, Bernie Mac, which was funny little background bits uh-huh, and uh-huh. stuff. He didn't even know if I could do lines or anything, you know. Yeah, right. On Bernie Mac, I had done a bunch of background. One time, I played the piano and, and played the blues in one scene with Bernie, you know, and uh, didn't have. But you know, lots of stuff like that. So he said, "We are, uh, we cast it. We're cast. We're going in, but we don't have anybody in the couple of. We need some bodies for the desk. If you don't mind coming in, I can't promise anything, but I'll talk to Greg and tell him I think you're, you're, you're I know you're funny." He said. Uh, <laughs> And we'll uh, see if we can, his words were, I'll see if we can work you in the mix. That's now, it, it was nothing here was guaranteed. Of course. And I went on there and I was in the background and pretty, it, people were just assuming that I was part of the thing, you know. <laughs> and, I, and I got along with everybody really well. Next thing I know, I'm thinking, you know, I got to show them what I could do. So I, I wrote a character. I had a friend of mine shoot a bunch of stuff that I'd written, a bunch of stuff that I'd written. I got to work for a whole week on the stuff uh-huh. and ad-libbed a bunch of stuff, gave it to Greg Daniels. Before he knew it, they came back and said, this is really funny stuff. Through a script, said, here's your, here's your, here's your six and a half page Steve, Steve Carell, <laughs> the Halloween episode, and the rest is history. Boom. Wow, man. And so- a cast, cast member. I love it. And I got to tell you, I, I joked earlier, but I'm my wife and I, we watched The Office like, eating comfort food. Uh, whenever we feel like we're lacking friends in the world, we turn the show on. And uh, the Creed Bratton character speaks so loudly to me because his kind of kooky mystique is really sort of what happened in my life as like a music and concert guy. I, I, was, I found myself in a lot of these kind of bizarre situations and circles of people, and it was you know, through the, I'll save a long story short and just it's a decades long crash of my life that sort of recentered me in realizing what was important about relationship and, you know, and so as I watched the character unfold, I, it was so relatable. The idea of just yeah. like hiding out in an office somewhere and nobody really knows. Yeah. yeah. You, you ended up living under his desk basically. <laughs> and then the last thing they find out that he's been hiding in the, the temp's old closet. And that, that little work little storage area. <laughs> she comes out of the finale, you know, with a big beard and you know, brushing his teeth. Well, I tell and, you, uh, I think my favorite uh, Creed Bratton moment is when they're all hovering around in the girls' bathroom, and he just comes out angry as hell, and he says, "Yeah, this is the women's bathroom. What are you all doing in here?" And Jenna, well, you're in here too. I pay for that privilege. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I paid dearly for that. Yeah, <laughs> I paid for that. For, I paid for that privilege. We never know what exactly what what he was. He paid because he never explained all any of this stuff. You know, it's my favorite it's, part. Oh man, so, that was that was a wonderful. I laughed so hard with everybody else when I get to read that stuff and 
just uh, it was a delight to, to play him you know yeah. now i'm basically doing uh uh, I've been doing heavy roles, you know, more more bad guys. I just actually did just just yesterday. Oh. I shot a, a TV show, Barbara comedy thing. Mm-hmm. But I played a real nasty character on this thing called Culture Shock for a Bloomhouse, uh, Bloomhouse horror films. Uh-huh. Right? It was a horror movie, and I played this nasty character. That that and that was fun. I would. Uh, I got a, I got a natural that. tendency to uh, go dark. You could probably see that in the Creed character that if you wanted to, yeah, you oh, go yeah. in a dark area. Yeah, he's so fun to play with because it it, it, another one of the Creed moments that really stood out was when they're all locked out and and Jim can't remember Hank's name. And Creed (laughs) so clearly just goes, it's Hank, man. Like and everybody's just so used to ignoring and dismissing him. (laughs) No, no, it's not it. They just go. I know. And it's the only one I've ever got right. Exactly. You know, so great. (laughs) Yep, and I I was listening to uh, not to jump too far shit, but I I really I I am a fan of the grassroots. My dad uh, raised us all on '60s music, '70s music, and he he referred to himself as an old hippie dog. I'm an old hippie dog, dude. You got to hear some of this. So here I was trying to listen to like Jeremy from Pearl Jam, but he was getting me going on these uh, these bands, and I was just reminding myself of how much I actually like the title track to Loving Things. Oh yeah, yeah. No, Love and Things is a good song. You know, yeah, absolutely great song. Very sophisticated, and, sophisticated chords on that song. Yeah, and very. I mean, it's not what you would expect to hear from somebody that said, "Oh, Creed Bratton was in the Grassroots." If you know Creed Bratton from The Office, you don't really expect to go back and find like, I mean, this very elegant, uh, well thought out music. The panning that was going on in the tracks is just terrible. and by the way one of the reasons i left the group toward the end is that they were they i wasn't getting to play started i was getting back from the road and they'd come and say we'll put your harmony parts on this thing so we'll play guitars well we already got the tracks oh. because they were doing that with everybody everybody was getting done that with, with you know wow. and i and, but it bothered me because i could play so i'm now <laughs> working on my 10th solo album i did four albums with them wow grassroots. And now I've finished an album. Uh, my last album, my last two albums were uh, while the young punks dance, slightly altered. Mm-hmm. And then now, uh, what is that song coming out? I think it's the twenty seventh. Uh, I have a single coming out called Tall Grass. Mm-hmm. And then around the fourth of October, the second single will come out, which will be uh, Breathe Easy. And Very I cut cool. those during COVID, which I had to cut most of it, uh, all the stuff myself, uh, guitars and stuff. Basic voicing and the, all the guitars. My friend Dylan uh, O'Brien uh, was just an absolute genius. He he f- finished off the rest. He's like a one man band. Mm-hmm. He, I'm luck, so lucky to get to work with him. And of course, my producer Dave Way, the multi Grammy award winning Dave Way. Yes, a, sir. Don't so I've forget. got a great team. I've got a great team that I work with. Yeah, and and when we cut this up, we'll we can throw one of the songs in here too. If you want to tell me which sure. one you'd like them to hear, yeah. Uh. I don't know. There's some you, you take a you take a listen. I'll trust you, man. Uh, Hell yeah, bro. There's some up tempo stuff, but I got uh, some really pretty songs, and I got one song called "Right Where I Belong." It's the end track from that. I think it's beautiful. There's a song called "The Lovers." There's something. There's a song called "I'm Not Comfortable." Even though I do a lot of rock songs and up tempo songs because that's fun to do with the band. Mm-hmm. When I'm on stage, you, those three songs: "I'm Not Comfortable," "The Lovers," and. Uh, Right where I belong is more like what you'd hear me do in my in my live concerts because it's just 
I'm a folks. I have to do the folky thing with the yeah. guitar. Well, that's so that that's brings me song, to a question, you know? kind of man. Uh, what? Tell me a little about the show. What is? What? What do people expect here? You're going to see me come out and uh, hopefully make you pe- make them make them laugh. You know, there'll be some office references, Heck yeah. which will segue into uh, my original material. Cool. I'll, I'll end up doing Thin uh, and Real with Love from the ex- Christmas ex- episode. Uh-huh. I'm doing the karaoke thing. Uh-huh. They love that. Can't get away with that. Uh, and then, of course, I'll end with uh, all the faces, which I how we the show ended. Very cool. And, man. I, and I'll tell and I'll tell some stories about the office. Of course. Because I can't I cannot I cannot do that. You know, they wouldn't let, let me up. They'd stone me if I didn't do that. They would. They'd boo us all. And I gotta yeah, tell you, yeah. you're a great storyteller. To just hear you chat has been super enlightening. I mean it's rare to kind of nail these things in such a way where you don't have to do a ton of editing, but mostly what we're going to edit out is all the times I wasn't sure if there was dialogue or not. And I was stepping over you. So that it works out. No, it's all, no, no, it's all good. It helps <laughs> me when you ask questions. Well, I'll tell you, um, you know, my mom actually was like, you got to ask him about, she goes, I'm not really sure how to phrase it as a question, but I'm just dying to know his thoughts on, just how cutting edge the office was because she just watched the episode last night where they all have to go to um, diversity training. And she's like, an episode like that was just so far ahead of its time. I mean, what was it like? And I don't know how to ask Creed Bratton the question, what was it like? Hey, we we didn't realize at the time, but we were, we, we were granted some liberties that uh, we, we, I think we were just slipped in at a time where we got, we just got away with it. Yeah. You can't now. I mean, if it's, if we were doing a scene right now and I came in and, and fill it, one of the characters say, well, this man pulled his penis out and, and laid it on a map <laughs> in, in on my hood of a car. And I go, Oh, it's, he's just hanging brain. Uh. If that's, an, if that's a crime, <laughs> lock me up. Oh, thank you for and doing she, it. Oh, wow. So they, they, uh, they wouldn't allow it. They yeah. didn't allow it. We'd never get it through. No, I'm selling fake IDs to kids and uh, <laughs> doing all kinds of nefarious drugs. I know everything about drugs. Come on. What do you think you it know? is about Ricky Gervais and Steve Carell that just we can just laugh about drugs and and, and just be so cruel to people? You know. <laughs> well, you know, we almost canceled the first season. Wow. The first really? season came out, and they were they were all they were going to let us go. They were there, and and uh, Kevin Riley, who was the president of NBC, his wife had, they, was a fan of the show. She thought it was great. Oh. And so he, he told her, "Well, we're going to cancel." Said, oh no, 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 sweetie, don't do that because I love the show. <laughs> oh, all right, so he, he ran it for another season, and uh, and and it found its voice. Sure we did. had to. Uh, Greg Daniels, the very first episode was verbatim for the, from the English one, and that was wrong. So once once we found the voice for uh, the American voice, mm-hmm. uh, and I and and I, to be very honest, too, um, Steve Carell is is a, is a is a nice guy, and it's and I'm sure Ricky Gervais says That's too. But there's a sweetness about Steve that comes off. So he can get away, I know all of that nasty stuff. He's still lovable. It's, it's sweet. true, Creed. That inner grew in him just comes out in everything he does. He's such a beautiful man to watch on screen. It reminds me, actually, as an adult, I feel sort of like maybe my dad must have felt the first time he turned us on to like Robin Williams and like Hook or Patch Adams or that sort of thing. 
Because when I show my kids Steve Carell movies, even some of the mature ones, my girls are 16, 18 now. And so they, they love that. They, it really does translate what you're saying, man. You're totally right. Well, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's pretty well documented. When I, that, you know, the episode that I did at Halloween, uh, the very first scene I had with him at the end, he's at home and all these kids come to his door and he comes out and you see then how sweet and, and what a loving man he is. He goes, he's a great guy. He's a genuinely great guy. Well, and you if, see his kindness, you know? And if I, if I were ever in a position to speak with Steve Carell, I would actually ask him, what was it like to work with Creed Bratton? <laughs> well, he's, he's, he, he was so gracious and giving because uh, we were there. We were in that office for a long time. That was a lot of, it's a long scene we did. Yeah, sure. And yeah. Uh, we shot, we shot a lot. We, we, what you see is not that long, but it took a long time to get it because uh, we were trying a bunch of stuff, you know? Yeah. And it's not we easy were, to make that stuff look natural because even though to the, to the viewer looking in, it looks like such a simple thing. Some of the it stuff. It looks like we're just ad living. People thought <laughs> they they'd come up to me and they thought you're stoned and you're just saying whatever comes to the top of your head. I said, no, it's all scripted. <laughs> Absolutely all scripted. And they, so they don't, they certainly they don't believe it. But yeah. it's true. Well, Absolutely and true. it's kind of the genius creed. I guess I'll wrap it up in saying that I, no, there's not a person on the series uh, that didn't really just invigorate it with the right kind of persona and character. Oh my play. gosh. And, and I, I'm going to close this thing talking about you, sir, because you're, you're quite a Renaissance man. To be able to go from the, the kind of music and industry that you were in in the 60s with a successful band to continue on down the road to show so many versatile types of talent. Musicians make pretty good actors. Actors don't make that good of musicians. No, I, I, and I think the reality behind that is that actors, uh, musicians listen and we, we, listen, we, we emote. We, if I'm singing yeah. a song... I'm emoting uh, a, a, an emotion and a passion and put my passion out there. If, I think some of these actors are trying to, they're trying to do it where if you're a musician, it's already, you're, you're just doing it. You know, I'm singing, yeah. I'm singing these songs as an, as, as an actor to the, the audience yeah, presenting which... these songs as an actor. So when the camera's there, <laughs> I'm just doing the same thing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Same yep. Thing. yep and yep. and for them, they're kind of you know they're acting, they're emoting through the music. Sometimes I think that's where the disconnect may may lie. Actually, I've or it's in my in my in my case, sure. I was an I started out as a musician. Just, I didn't know. I thought when I was a kid, I thought everybody could play music. I didn't know that not everybody could play music. Wow. Like my parents, my grandparents played music. My parents played music. And so we always had bands at the house. I was always playing music. I found that found that that was not the case, you know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me, man. Yeah, thanks, Creed. I appreciate you taking a minute with us, man. Good luck out here Absolutely. in Reno. We can't wait to see yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you? Are you coming to the show? Oh yeah, Virginia Street Brew we'll House, come. September seventeenth. <coughs> we better get that that information in there. Huh? That's a good idea too. Yes, yes. <laughs> you, I'll give you listen to those three songs and you pick one. Okay, you got it, brother. All right, all right. Hey, come by and and, and talk, and we can talk after the show. You got it. All right, Creed. Take all right. Thank you, man. Bye bye. Here we are again. 
by the fireside There's a time for truth And a time to lie Our crowd is coming over To wish you goodbye Have a proper conversation We won't cramp your style Take your own sweet time. 